Yes, hello, my name is Martha, and I was wondering where I should send the senator's glucose supplements. You know, the host must always have a steady supply. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, this is the office of the U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. I really do not, I'm not understanding what is it that you are trying to do. I want to send the glucose to you. Can I send them to you? And will he feed them to his hatchlings? Because they should be very hungry right now. Ma'am, I mean, uh, is this kind of joke or... Uh... This is not a joke. He needs those supplements. Well, I, uh, I think you have uh, the wrong information then. I have all the information, in fact. I know about Ted Cruz because we have sent him to you. Welcome to the Bituation Room. I'm your host, Francesca Fiorentini. This is episode three. That's right. Third time. Is a charm? Let's hope so. Uh, thanks so much for listening, for subscribing. Please keep doing that. Uh, there's so many of you. So, so just, you know, let's get in this cuddle puddle, dude. Just subscribe. Tell your friend. Subscribe your mom. She doesn't even know how to use podcasts, but she could use this. In the Bituation Room with me today, we have two amazing guests. We have Natasha Muse, who is a comedian uh, who, who I work with and I organize a show with. She has opened for... Many other comedians. She's opened for a lot of other comedians. Uh, Roseanne Barr. Um, Formerly known as. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe let's, we'll edit that No, is that not out. a good one to leave with? <laughs> no. no? Um, who else? Uh, Wyatt Ro- Sinak. Natasha Muse is open. (laughs) I'm going to redo your intro because I didn't ask for it. (laughs) Is this wrong? This is great. Am I doing podcasting wrong? (laughs) Natasha Muse has also been on Two Dope Queens and at Clusterfest in San Francisco. Yeah, that was the same show. It was the same show, but I'm just... You know what? I'm the best host you've ever had. That's true today, yeah. (laughs) You've got two more shows after this, so we'll see. I do, yeah. How you doing, Natasha? I'm doing really good. I feel really good. Thanks. I, I... can I say that you live on a hill, or is that too <laughs> is that too private? No, it's fine. So I did like a two thirds of a triathlon getting here because I wa- I I bicycled up the hill a little bit and then I walked up the hill. Great. The stalkers are now putting all the pieces together yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like, "Let's see, you got to take a right. bus and then you I got a bike sw- and then I and there's a hill. Yeah. I know exactly where Francesca lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, you live in the one hill in San Francisco. You know that hill. Yeah. Anyway. I'll <laughs> Also in the Bituation Room is Shane Bauer. He is a journalist uh, at Mother Jones and someone who used to write for a magazine that I edited back in the day called Left Turn. Shout out to all the Left Turn homies. He's also, since that time in 2004, led many different lives. Um, You might also know him because he was one of the three hikers who was uh, imprisoned in Iran for two years and since then has come back um, and done investigative work around the prison system in the United States and has just come out with a book. Yep. Awesome, Shane. How are you doing? Good. I'm great. Was that an okay intro? Yeah. Good Sweet. job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you still hike? <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, th- this I is my CNN question. This is my Don Lemon <laughs> yeah. question. Like, do you hike? I mean, I know you've been working for 10 years around the prison system, but like, <laughs> you know not to do that again. You live in the Bay, so you have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To get up like to this hill. Woods, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hiked on the way here, as a matter of fact. Yeah, sh- say no more. Yeah. Great, so today, I want to ask you guys, wh- what are you bitching about? There's so many things. Natasha, what are you bitching about? You know, I was thinking that I don't have a good sense of anger. I I get really upset when like somebody like drives by me on, on like a scooter on the sidewalk. Ooh. You know what I mean? I, you know, like, what, so are you on your bike? Walk. You know what I mean? Not a side ride. Totally. I was on. But the point is, is that there are actual people who like don't have homes also on that sidewalk. But for some reason, my brain chooses to get upset about the person that inconveniences me. And so my bitching is about my brain not knowing how to properly like triage. I can't tell problems. whether this is going in a like fuck homeless people or (laughs) fuck like bird scooter riders it's fuck bird scooter riders but fuck me for caring more about them being annoying than like getting incensed about the homeless problem 
so you should be more mad at homeless people. But no, no, not at homeless just people. <laughs> I feel like you're getting your prepositions all muddled. I'm just waiting for this to turn, this make an alt-right turn. No, what? No, left turns. That's the magazine. Right, right. That's the, is the magazine. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So you're like, okay. Um, so because the other day I was on Mission Street. Swear to God. What? True story. Walking. That's on where the you sidewalk. live, right? It is. <gasps> what? I'm on a hill, guys, and um, and this guy is slow riding his bike, and I'm not going to say anything, but, you know, middle-aged white guy, always entitled. On the sidewalk. Yeah, he's on the sidewalk, yeah. and he's like, he just says, he's like, yeah, pretty crowded around here, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, what are you bitching about? By the way, time out. For those of you just listening, Shane Bauer looks exactly like Guy Pierce, and it's insane. <laughs> Like, for those of you who've just, like, read his stuff or seen him, like, a picture or whatever, he looks like Guy Pierce. Like, I feel like we're going to reenact L.A. Confidential. Do you know who Guy Pierce is? Memento? Um, I keep thinking, he's not, was he a Bond guy? Memento. Dude oh. wakes up and Ba-bondo? he's all, are you, like, tatted up with, like, messages no. of... No. <laughs> <laughs> After you got out of prison, you weren't like, now I need to get yeah, the I, Memento. I, I dodged that prison tat bullet. Never got one of those. That wasn't a big thing in no, Iranian prisons? No. <laughs> right. So you would say that our prison system is better. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, oh, it gets what more you... ink. It does. The tattoo. Tattoos. What? What our gets pris- more ink journalistically, our prison system or the Iranian prison system? What gets more ink? Uh, probably ours, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of people writing about our prisons these days. True. Yeah. Stepping on your turf. More the merrier. I'm bitching about a lot of things, but I guess I will choose uh, Gavin McGinnis, the Proud Boys. Mm. Um, this guy who um, Gavin McGinnis, you gotta say his McGuines name like just a whatever, really. You say it. I don't know, but just yeah. a really Irish accent. <laughs> it doesn't sound so harmful when you just got Gavin McGinnis doesn't <laughs> like the Browns. Sorry, that he's just a racist, but he's a. Irish racist. Okay, tell me about. No, him. this is kind of the problem. <laughs> Actually, this this uh, captures cute. the problem. Is like people are kind of like, oh, nobody takes him seriously. You know, this guy runs like a a beat a fascist like beatdown squad. They just beat down some people in um, New York uh, this week. I guess it was or was it last week? It was last. La- week. Yeah, last He's week. He's the founder of the Proud. The founder Boys? of and Vice. Which is it? It really does work. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's like because he has a handlebar mustache, he's kind of tricked people, you know, into thinking like, oh, this, you know, this guy's just uh, doing it for the lulls or whatever, you know. And meanwhile, he has this like crew of guys who wear uniforms and go around and just like beat people up. You know, in New York, they're beating up these people, yelling faggot at them. And, you know, uh, after he spoke at a, um, a Republican function, you know. His guys have been going, uh, they've been in Portland a lot, you know, uh, beating people up at protests, stuff like that. They they were in Berkeley for a while when all the crazy stuff was, all the alt-right people were coming around here. Even more insidious, right? So it's like these places that are notoriously liberal bastions yeah, yeah. going with a handlebar mustache, but yeah. with white supremacist ideas. And Gavin yeah. McGinnis gotcha. And I don't know. he somehow, he, you know, is he actually these, Irish? I just want to call him that because I want to imagine <laughs> him as a little racist leprechaun. Yeah. Because that makes him what he really is inside, which is just a. And angry all these leprechaun. groups, you know, these these groups all have their kind of um, different brand of racism, where they're like, "Oh, we're identitarians. We're not racist." He's like, uh, "We're Western chauvinists. We're not racist," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally runs a club Western where like women aren't allowed. So we don't like anything. I'm, I'm assuming Oriental, which is, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. probably totally down in his lingo, or, or like women. <laughs> right, right, like, right, right, right. No, so I remember m- at one point when they came out with their like clubhouse code, it was like, uh, <laughs> there's like a pre-meeting where the women can come, but they can't attend the, you know, they but can come and have a drink. But they'll never make a woman come. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Just a pre-con. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're also not allowed to masturbate. That's one of the rules oh, for God. entering. The Proud Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. They're going to yeah. be upset. <laughs> can you whoa that's so much yeah they they are upset like yeah. take a racist and add don't touch yourself <laughs> right it's it's like it's a weaponized catholic priest like, i have a wet dream <laughs> 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 that's their thing 
but instead of yeah, the KKK. I have a wet, wet dream, KKK don't I? Junior. Hi. <laughs> trying to do the Irish thing. That's I have to say what it is after I do. I have a wet dream. He's just a, he's so yeah. small for the podium. He just stands on top of it. <laughs> and he literally this week, uh, you know, after that all this happened, uh, he was confronted by some anti-fascist people, and he got out of a car and brandished a sword. And that was crazy enough. But then Fox did a story about the whole thing saying that Antifa were brandishing swords <laughs> when it's like literally this guy who's the head of this, uh, you know, white supremacist group who Fox also has on, you know, to talk about how men are being victimized or whatever. I didn't realize and they, they just actually create... had him on as a yeah, yeah. They've had Gavin McGinnis on? Yeah. Jesus. No, they had a, they had him on at least once. There's one clip I saw where he's you know just talking about how hard men have it, stuff like that. Well, I think this um, identitarian idea is really ridiculous because that was the whole Charlottesville esque brand of white supremacy. Yeah. Also, it's like no, 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 don't say you're supremacist. Yeah. Say you're identitarian. Um, you're proud. In, in like sort of you're a proud white person, right. um, which gets into th- all these like notions of what the fuck is the white identity yeah. and how it's so much based on uh, being against brown people. Um, Gavin McGinnis, though, the, you got to see this video if you haven't seen it. It is just him brandishing a sword is so beautiful, like because <laughs> he does it in front of. Three police yeah. officers <laughs> gets out like he's a kid on a playground and just kind of like, you know, yeah. lightsabers it around. Sure. Like he doesn't even really know how to use it. He just got like a katana off eBay, which yeah. is like Antifa does not have like the money to fucking buy a sword, you know? Like He's like Ewan McGregor. Exactly. And also like, the way that the cops respond to him brandishing the sword. They're just precisely. like, they're just like. All right, get back in the they car, buddy. You know, he's kind of like, yeah. and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's just like, if he were anyone else, meaning yeah. a woman, yeah. black, just not wh- a white guy with a beard, yeah. they would have jumped on oh, him yeah. or tased him yeah, or, yeah. Shot or shot him. him and it was yeah. just like, but it's like, you, this is. How great would it have been if they like tased his sword? So he like got shot <laughs> through the hill. Yeah. Well, well, it's yeah. like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- 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 yeah but it, it's almost like they're treating him. And this is awful. I do think they, like, I wanted to see him tackled. Um, <laughs> not that I condone more police violence, but obviously it's it's leveled at some people and not others. But I just think it's so funny because they treated him exactly the way he is, which is a cosplay nerd. Mm. Just a white supremacist cosplay nerd. Yep. It's like, all right, nerd, you know, go back in your hole. But then, of course, he's getting onto Fox News. And yeah, yeah. That's the weird thing about these people. Like, in Berkeley a year ago when there was that huge brawl where all those all right people came and they were confronted by Antifa, you know, there were people there that were like dressed in Spartan costumes, you know? <laughs> I mean, so they were like ridiculous and you kind of want to laugh at them, but at the same time, they're like, you know, brawling in the street, you know, they're, and yeah, they're, these people are getting on TV They're So it's this kind of weird nexus of just these total losers that are actually, you know, hurting people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I feel also like they haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy <laughs> Grail ever. <laughs> they essentially have a dude like just Terry Gilliam, like clacking coconuts behind him, you know, like that they might as well be riding invisible horses. I was going to say that identitarianism sounds like, um, like, uh, intelligent design kind of for racism. Mm, you know what totally. I mean? Like they're just trying to like, take an old idea and just slap a new word on it. So you don't really recognize that it's just an old idea that's come back to haunt us exactly it's these buzzwords it's like yeah guys uh we don't we're, we're not called nazis anymore yeah. we're you know uh german we're ca- enthusiasts yeah we're called hitler enthusiasts, or <laughs> hitler enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> germany sorry no yeah it's like <laughs> countries turn a leaf they you know they have gotten it right out of a lot of countries yeah. maybe like not even south africa has gotten sort of like the post-genocidal apartheidal apartheidal's a word yeah uh life right Apartheidals, mm-hmm. apartheidomy is what they went through. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can I just say that I've listened on the radio to a, a song that I love, "Ready or Not" by the Fugees, mm-hmm. and like Lauren Hill's rap um, is good, and I love Lauren Hill, but I'm bitching about the fact that like the line. While you imitating Al Capone, I'll be Nina Simone and defecating on your microphone. Like, defecate on a microphone? 
Like yeah. th- you don't even <laughs> like, like Nina Simone definitely didn't defecate on a microphone. <laughs> Maybe she heard the phrase "drop the mic" and she misunderstood like yeah. the drop verb and deuce. the object. Yeah, but you know, and it's a great word. Like I remember when it came out, I was probably like you know 14, 15. I was like, yeah, defecate. Like it sounded hella cool, but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it really is just take a dump. And I love Lauren Hill, and she's better than defecation. And I love S- Nina Simone, and I was just like. You know, we're comics. What if you just defecated on a microphone? <laughs> That's not killing it. You know, you'd have a bad set if it was, you call it but defecating. I think you'd get more hits than brandishing a sword <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the NYPD. If you just, like, you know, went to the comedy cellar. And you know, where maybe if you follow Louis C.K., you could, like, I mean, that's he's going up if he defecates on the microphone. <laughs> I always had this. Dr- I had this old job where I performed, and I had this dream of my last performance being like someone plays Flight of the Bumblebee and just taking a dump into a bucket on stage <laughs> where everybody watches. <laughs> That's how bad the job was. I got you know after a while, I got kind of sick of working there. When you fantasize <laughs> about quitting, that in, and it involves feces. <laughs> yeah. Um. In in the public, it was a restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's time to quit. <laughs> and I did. And then you dedicated yourself. I defecated myself. You defecated <laughs> yourself to comedy. <laughs> yeah, I did. Let's go into our first segment, which is called The Sitch. Uh, and this situation bow, is... A bow, bow, bow. The Sitch. Thanks, Natasha. <laughs> I needed that. I'm gonna You're re- welcome. I'm going to put that on loop. Dude. Yay. The Sitch <laughs> is something that I've been following a little bit, but not super close, um, which is that the Washington Post contributor, Jamal Khashoggi, um, the his murder essentially continues to unravel, and the reactions from the United States, specifically Trump's reaction, Republicans' reaction, Democrats' reaction, and Saudi Arabia's reaction are like, this is not going away anytime soon. So Mike Pompeo went to Saudi Arabia, was sent there by Trump, uh, and had a really warm, just embrace with the Saudi prince who most likely orchestrated the murder and dismemberment of a of a journalist who, as Trump reminded the nation, was not an American citizen and therefore somehow we shouldn't care, or mm. at least he was downplaying it. So the other night he definitely he Trump, Trump mentioned that. Trump did mention that. So there's been there's been sort of a there's a lot of ramifications for this entire story because it's you know on the outset you're like why does this matter and i think it i want to i want to pick shane's brain as to you know what this means for the us's role in the middle east and also like specifically with our mostly bff saudi arabia for a long time now um it's uh, it continues we all know that he filmed his entire uh, he audio recorded his basically his torture and dismemberment with his Apple Watch, hmm. which is the reason I'm never getting an Apple Watch because <laughs> I don't want to be a target like that. I think we, well, we also know the CIA has uh, recordings now of it from uh, Turkey. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, I think who has heard that audio? I'm trying to remember. Pompeo declined to listen to it. You know, he was for the Turks offered uh, to let him listen to it, and he's like, nah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, I've got a really weak stomach. Like, yeah. I used to be the head of the CIA, and, you know, I've orchestrated a lot of torture, <laughs> but, like, ew, listen to it. Gross. <laughs> There's, is there, like, death? <laughs> I mean, um, I think it's an interesting moment. Uh, I mean, this is obviously a just super dark thing that's happened, and as a story, it has so many, so much to it, And um, but here in the U.S., I think it's, like, you know, uh, people are suddenly paying attention, especially journalists are paying attention to our relationship with Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. which has, I mean, been the same for decades. You know, we've been um, selling weapons to Saudi Arabia forever. We've been getting tons of money from Saudi Arabia. We have, like, a huge investment in the country because of oil. And, you know, they've been crucifying, beheading people and uh, repressing, you know, activists and everybody forever. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not new stuff. Um, but this Khashoggi situation has kind of, um, I think it really uh, energized journalists especially because he was a journalist. Um, and people are suddenly kind of like, oh, Saudi Arabia's have been waging this horrible war in Yemen forever, you know? And, you know, it's easy to be, like, bitter about that and, like, well, now you care. But, you know, uh, it's good that there's tension For on sure. it. Um, 
I'm on the other hand, I've been hearing, you know, on NPR, just listening today, it was like they have a guy on who was a national security advisor to John McCain who, you know, among the things he said is like, well, you know, Turkey's also beheaded and tortured people. And it's like, are we going to get into that? Yeah. Like, yeah. that we're just going to sort of rattle off all the people and all, just what aboutist away. Yeah. And, you know, what's amazing, too, is like you you see these people now who are uh, like these think tank guys that are like work for these Saudi funded think tanks that are just like now attacking Khashoggi like Saudi state media is doing the same thing. They're like, oh, he's an Islamist. They're just trying to like character assassinate him. And you see the same things. There's like there's some group of Americans that will do that for any dictator in the Middle East. You know, sure. it just comes down to like political lines and where your interests are. Are there pro Saudi um, think tanks in the U.S.? Oh yeah, yeah, and there's Saudi-funded think tanks. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Khashoggi also used to be sort of a he would write pro uh, regime Saudi Arabia regime pieces, uh, and then so sort of has gotten more critical over the years. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is that he's was a a reformer, but a fairly light critic, you know, mm -hmm. he was not like going hard all the time, you know, right. um, but you know, I feel like this, the, this murder also, you know, the, I guess, you know, we're still going to see how the story unfolds and whether there is some outcome. I'm pretty cynical, honestly, and pessimistic about it, that our relationship is going to drastically change. I mean, Trump has said like, we get billions of dollars from them. We're not going to just throw that away. I don't expect the U.S. to do that. Um, but it's, it feels like this moment where, <clears throat> you know, like the Arab Spring happened in the Middle East. I mean, Saudi Arabia was not, didn't really have much of its own Arab Spring, but it was very much a part of Because the women it. couldn't drive yet, though. <laughs> yeah. Just wait for the women to drive. But it's the like, fast you know, and the furious Saudi Arabian women up in there. Sorry. Yes, I know. Yeah, no, that's, that's wishful thinking. But right, no, they've but, had a hand in repressing but the Arab like, Spring. It's like this moment now where the, the Arab Spring has just been so just utterly crushed, you know, and it just feels like this kind of last, this kind of cherry on the cake where the authoritarians are basically saying, we won, motherfuckers. Just like, we can bring, we can kill someone in, in our embassy wherever we want. You're not going to do shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and it feels like that was the Saudis' move, you know, and that they are just banking on the fact that they're too, they're so powerful that nobody's going to do anything. And, you know, the world, like, we have an authoritarian president in America, you know? So, like, the world is now run by these people. And they don't all like each other, but they're all pretty into having, you know, to uh, that kind of extreme power. I definitely feel like we're in a the teacher has left the classroom moment where it's like, you know, the U.S. is the shitty authoritarian, like, you know, teacher in this classroom with a bunch of... Um, listen, I believe this is a metaphorical classroom. Yay, the children are the future, but fuck these kids. These kids are all really <laughs> awful. <laughs> and they include, you know, like Saudi Arabia and Russia, for example. I mean, I'm thinking of the poisoning of the former yeah. KGB officer in the UK, which was, you know, and granted the US didn't have much to do with that, but it's absolutely, I think, part and parcel of this, like the gloves are off. If you got a dude you trying to go after because you they did you wrong, supposedly the regime wrong, just poison them, just dismember them, yeah. whatever. And yeah, so, exactly. you know, um, I got a few people that I would like to, you know, put some sarin gas in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Gavin McGinnis could get it, you know. Uh, now I'm getting Wisconsinite. But I want to just play this one little clip. Speaking of, I think what's ironic about uh, the authoritarian moment is that there's so much weakness in dictatorship and there's so much weakness specifically with Trump as like oh yeah he's a strong man I think so much of his support is around like oh yeah you know he's just gonna he, he's bulldozing through he's a he's a strong man he's a strong leader da, da, da. nothing of the sort so I, I would say that actually when you when you kind of just allow yourself to be walked on like this and I'm not saying we shouldn't have a military response I'm not saying that we should suddenly make Saudi Arabia our enemy I'm not I'm not saying that at all but I'm saying that like you need some dip diplomatic you know uh brow furrowing if if nothing if at the least right yeah, they're so just like shrugging right now right so Is that yeah basically what he's doing I wanted to play you just a little clip and I thought this was cute I'm sure you've heard this this was from earlier this week going to leave nothing uncovered. With that being said, the king firmly denied any knowledge of it. He didn't really know. Maybe, I, I don't want to get into his mind, but it sounded to me like maybe these could have been 
rogue killers. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I don't want to get into his mind what, what he was having for breakfast. Maybe he was troubled, you know. I hear they're not allowed to masturbate in Saudi Arabia either. <laughs> Uh, women are driving, things are crazy, and uh, the rogue female drivers, <laughs> probably a woman. This is like the moment in, what's the movie? The moment in Cable Guy, you know, how there's like an unfolding murder on TV the whole time. It's one of my favorite movies. And it's uh, Ben Stiller, and he's playing these like two twin brothers who are like, you know, uh, the, the whole, it's like the Menendez brothers, so it's a parody of that. And you, you hear like, oh, here we have a 911 call from the, one of the Menendez brothers or one of the brothers. And he clearly is the one who killed <laughs> his parents and his brother. And he's like, <laughs> I think there's someone who killed my brother. And they, they looked Asian. <laughs> I couldn't get a good look, but they just seemed Asian. <laughs> That's essentially this moment here. Rogue Killer sounds like uh, he's like the commissioner in Batman, like just talking about these supervillains that are arising in the city, <laughs> totally. like these mysterious figures that nobody has any idea who they are. We need you a superhero. The, the <laughs> craziest theory is that, well, maybe it's not, there's so many crazy theories, but the Saudis were saying for a while that uh, the guys, the, what was it, 12 or 15 guys that were went into the embassy uh, that are part of the Crown Prince's like entourage were just there as tourists. And they like flew in at three in the morning on a jet, went to the embassy, left like later that but day. But they went to the news, you know, what was yeah. Istanbul, right? Right, right, right. What's, what's, a, what's a landmark? What do you go see in Istanbul? It's the pop-up tourism. It's really popular. It's a new app you can get. Yeah, th listen, they took the double-decker bus throughout Istanbul. Yeah. It was great. They yeah. bought some spices and some yeah. textiles. Yeah. <laughs> they saw where Ishtar was being filmed. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reboot. It's still in the present. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's fine. Listen, I don't. I saw the cable guy once, and I laughed at your joke. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at yours, and then I admitted I didn't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it was. We're just being honest here on the Bituation yeah. Room. Yeah, listen, there are midnight tours. Like those double-decker mm -hmm. buses run all night long, yep. so I could easily see. You, you know, when you like fly internationally and sure. you just go for six hours. Just yeah. Because it's more fun to, the traveling is what's really fun. Spending time on the airplane, totally. getting to know the flight staff. The little read, things. Yeah. The little things. I love the little salt and pepper. And Finish. you're like, yeah. it takes your mind off like the person you're about to kill. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, yeah. Finish that stack of New Yorkers have been laying around. You know, yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah. God, that's, God, Shane, that's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Shane's like, I take my New Yorkers <laughs> on my flights. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I watched um, the Mr. Rogers Won't You Be My Neighbor movie and sure. wept. Oh, no. <laughs> Recently. I know we're talking about something way more serious, but uh, yeah. Mr. Rogers, dude, and I'm so late to the game on this, but he raised me. I Did love he? him. I mean, I watched him, and it was like, but this, repeats, I need right? to be more. I, uh, Mr. Rogers is like when you're eight years old, you're like, I need to be high for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even at eight, you know, the shit is too slow, but you're also like, you're there for it. Yeah. I, that's why I got into Caillou in my twenties. <laughs> What's Caillou? It's meant for like about three or four year olds. <laughs> it's this really slow movie. When you started smoking It's weed. like Canadian. Uh, every, it's always snowy there. It's always slow moving. It's really great when is you're hungover. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like, st like still awake at like five in the morning, or six in the morning, Caillou. and it comes on PBS. Hey, this is Caillou, eh? <laughs> yeah, we're, we got some snowflakes. How's is that it go? Gavin I don't McGinnis? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that? Oh, little Gavin McGinnis loved him some Caillou. <laughs> Why does Caillou have a sword? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't right. For those of you who haven't been following, I this tweet really chilled me. Um, apparently, uh -oh. uh, a yeah, fresh cold coat... Tweets. A fresh coat of paint was applied everywhere mm. inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul mm. before Turkish investigators gained access to the building. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's from CNN. And, and the, to make the cleaning sure it crew. Good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning, cleaning crew. Cleaning crew is coming That's like out. when you pick up before the maid comes over. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you just you just got to get those little things just because some things are embarrassing. Yeah. You know, you don't want a stranger seeing all yeah, the Yeah, like the, the whips and stuff and, yes. you know, throw away the condom yeah, wrappers. The VBs. The VBs. That's what I call vibrators now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you capitalize the B in braider? Vibrator. That sounds like a superhero yeah. that we need. Because the vice is short for I am vivacious. Vibrator. Vivacious? Yeah. The vivacious braider? It's a life giving braider. 
Anyway, <laughs> back to the sadness. Back to the sadness. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, right. So it, I think you might be right, Shane, that nothing is going to happen. You know, the obviously Lindsey Graham and other um, asswipes in the Senate are like, something needs to happen, and this mm. is wrong. And uh, Lindsey Graham called Bi uh, the Prince Bin Salman, who is now known as Bone Salman, Bonesaw Salman, which is just a great nickname for him. Because he likes Star Trek? Because he likes Star, he likes Star Trek. Trek so much? Do they have a Bonesaw guy in there, too? They got too? Bones. Oh, they call him Bonesaw. Bonesaw Salman. Oh, boy. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it was cool teeth. in Breaking Bad, but then when it became real life, um, I don't know if they sawed bones. They probably did. But um, they, he called him a wrecking ball and that he, quote, has to go. <sighs> which is like... He's like a Miley Cyrus fan. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know Lindsey Graham was like, what? Yeah. I'm sorry. He's like got... His mouth is just covered in mayo, which I assume it's always covered in mayo. And he's like, what now? Well, I was just watching mayo. my Miley, my weekly, my, my daily, my, my hourly Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wipes away the mayo. It's like, yeah, Sal Man is a, Sal Man is a wrecking ball. Yeah. Well, he he came, came in, like in ball. he came in like a wrecking ball and came out in duffel bags. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's you know, not it funny. You think he exudes mayonnaise? Like he sweats mayo? I feel like that's Ted Cruz who sweats mayo for mm. sure. Ted Cruz is just, he is, I'm sorry to Pillsbury Doughboy, but he is like the, just sort of a alien life form Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. What do you think he would say if you kind of poked his belly? Um, I don't know. He would say, illegals. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, it's all pretty chilling. I mean, what do you think, Shane? Sh like if we had... Let's say we have President Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. Next segment. Uh, that was me knocking on wood. What do you think should happen to Saudi Arabia? Do you think anything, do you think this would have happened under Obama? Uh, the killing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Um, I think it's kind of this, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. You know, we have, uh, I guess, maybe they were, if they were thinking about the U.S., you know, they know that Trump hates journalists, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I think that our relationship with Saudi Arabia under Trump is not substantially different from what it has been for a long time. And, I mean, what I hope comes out of this moment is one thing I hope for, I mean, other than an actual, uh, you know, change in our relationship with Saudi Arabia, is that people, this kind of pulls the veil off the idea that uh, the U.S. actually is motivated by humanitarian concerns with its foreign policy. I mean, it's just so, so stark. It's so, it's so laid bare right now, you know, that like if if this guy is we it's very clear this guy was murdered, you know, in the embassy, this journalist. And if we just kind of brush over it, you know, it's, uh, you know, just another sign of kind of how we're we're just motivated by our interests. And that mm -hmm. has been the case for a long time, but I think right now people are really paying attention to it, which is good. My is fear good. is that um, it's going to be wrapped up in this kind of Trump package with where we have this crazy president, where we uh, are paying attention to things now that we haven't before, which is good, but um, it can easily be tied to this madman president that we have, and then we can just kind of go back to this, uh, you know... Um, lull where we're still doing the same shit we're still have the same relationship with saudi arabia they're still just as brutal uh but you know we just kind of right like obama didn't dance with the orb you know and yeah, yeah, dance yeah. with the sword i feel like it was gavin mcginnis his sword that he danced <laughs> with he stole my sword but um yeah you know we weren't as you know ingratiating ourselves with the Saudi princes under the Democrats, right, yeah. and under Obama, but of course the relationship was still there, the weapon yeah. sales was, were still there. Yeah. And I think you're right, I mean, it is gross that it has to be, you know, sort of from the quote, journalist class, mm. as if, you know, we're a class. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but like, meanwhile, y you know, it, people in Yemen are on the brink of right. famine, and, yeah, yeah. but if it does draw attention to that, yeah. that's great. Um, not to mention 9-11, hey. We went after the wrong guys, guys. I think, uh, I think <laughs> we can safely say we went after the wrong guys for really trying to uh, get even for that, I guess. Not that, I mean, here's my question. 
Do you think a Trump voter is like, well, once we be become energy independent enough, <laughs> like once we dig out all of, once my backyard is just a fracking well, then we can finally let go of the Saudis and be like, hey, remember that thing on 9-11? Yeah, you know, you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we can finally like stick it to them, but we need Saudi Arabia right now? Yeah. I mean, this is the question is, you know, I don't think there's very many people that are like really behind our relationship with Saudi Arabia. Right. You know, on any part of the political spectrum. Um, right. Republicans are like persists. behind Russia. Like I mean, Republicans are wearing T-shirts that are like, I'd rather be Russian than red, which is just <laughs> it's just so emblematic of is how really. Yeah. Not Republic. Yeah. It's also re so emblematic of how non red Russia is right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And anyone who says that Russiagate is some part, something part of like somehow part of a red scare yeah. is totally full of shit and that's for <laughs> yeah. another discussion but the, no one's wearing like yeah i'd rather be you know red whatever i'd rather be a saudi prince than red i don't know <laughs> than a alexandria ocasio-cortez right. medicare for all <laughs> i'll show you some medicare for all bone sauce um no one's saying that clearly so but i think we're at this moment where it's like uh you know we're at the height of this kind of battle between uh truth and just brute force and power and we're seeing what is going to win you know and it's a weird time to be a journalist where like you know it, it's just so like all this stuff around Khashoggi it's just so obvious like how much of a cover-up there is and how much uh people in power are just trying to kind of blow over this and it's, it's just you know it's it's horrible mm -hmm. uh but the question is is it going to matter that we know this you know, that we see this stuff, are they still going to just kind of keep doing their thing? I mean, I are, think, sorry, oh, go ahead. Are any Democrats doing any, like, are they speaking up or pushing for? I think Democrat, there's been bipartisan sort of condemnation. And then there's also been an effort to, essentially, a lot of the arms sales and weapons deals with Saudi Arabia are pretty much up to the executive branch and there's not mm -hmm. a lot of congressional mm -hmm. oversight. So there's been a bill introduced to have more congressional oversight. Like, hey, maybe mm. don't sell, you know, all the bombers to Saudi Arabia or like, you know, maybe we should just review your Costco shopping cart on your way out, but like still approve yeah. it even though you stole half the things. I don't know. That's the only, that's the even only Costco has those people that have to check the receipts. Exactly. So, so exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. so Congress just wants to put a little yellow highlighter on it and be like, are you selling Saudi Arabia weapons? Cool. Well, let's move on to our, uh, our segment that I like to call, targeted character assassination. This is the segment where we focus on a person of the week, and we talk about whether or not, you know, um, they deserve some of the flack they've gotten, maybe they brought the flack upon themselves, maybe they've just been stupid, they're just in the news. And this week, it has definitely been uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, mm -hmm. who, in a kind of F you to Trump, and maybe some people say in a little uh, foreshadowing or uh, precursor to her eventual 2020 presidential run, took a DNA test, essentially on a dare from Trump, um, who said that she didn't have Native American ancestry. And she, you know, he calls her Pocahontas, and that's been thrown around in the media lately as a, like, oh, a light jab, Pocahontas. Like, it's not a light jab. It's absolutely racist, and it's super messed up. So, like, we shouldn't... It's it's because it's coming out of his mouth that somehow we're like, that's fine. That That's, like, the least of the things he said. Um, so, you know, just like uh, McGinnis with the sword, it's like, yeah, right, go back in your fucking yeah. car. But anyway, so she took the test, and uh, it turns out she has some native Cherokee ancestry, but very, very, very little. And uh, she has said that she's not part of the Cherokee Nation. She has said that tribes, you know, are, are the ones to sort of induct people, and she is not affiliated with a tribe, and she does not claim affiliation, but that, yes, she does have ancestry. And as per the dare, essentially, she gets, I think, a million dollars or something donated to the charity of her choice. Mm -hmm as per Trump's, you know, sort of baiting. A lot of people say this was a really dumb move on her part because it essentially revealed that she's utilizing a fraction of her native ancestry to make a political point. Other people, 
I think few. She stands by her DNA test, and she says that's not what she was doing. Meaning she did not mean to offend the Native American community or the Cherokee Nation. I believe the Cherokee Nation has re-released re a statement. And now Trump is essentially dragging her on Twitter and making fun of her, saying that she, you know, she made the complete wrong move. What an idiot. What do you guys think? Was this the right move for Elizabeth Warren? This does not seem like a good move. <laughs> <laughs> right? This seems like just like she, he took the, he was like, here's some bait. She was like, mm, yum, I like bait. Right. And she just gobbled it up. And she's trying, like, he keeps changing the game and, like, he makes the game about what he's good at and he knows how to play it. And then all these politicians are trying to, like, line up and, like, well, I'm, it's like a bunch of comedians trying to, like, be the one that, like, turns the audience mm. in a bad show. And everyone thinks that they're going to be the one that's, like, clever enough or smart enough to, like, do it. But you're still playing in the shitty show. So. Mm. But I, d but that's a great analogy because. Trump is a failed open mic comedian. <laughs> let me get, let me repeat that. Failed open mic comedian, yeah. meaning he's not even good enough to like, you know, for a crowd of two drunk dudes right. and a bunch of comics at all. He is the guy that hangs around and has the same hack ass jokes yeah. that, uh, you know, just like you know, tugs too much and touches you, and of right. which there are a few in the open mic community. But I'm just saying, like, he's a failed open mic comic. But this analogy, like, he's the one who like set it up, so he's like the host. You know what I mean? Like, so he's setting the tone. Right. He's so like, he any natives want to come up here and try their native <laughs> material? Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, you live in a teepee? And she's like, I do live in a teepee. And it's like, oh, God, this just got worse. Yeah. yeah. Right. Except she didn't. It's like this, this certain brand of, like, weaponizing um, identity that is really frustrating where, like, as, you know, a white person, instead of just, like, talking about racism, how the, how the president's racist, whatever. I mean, there's so, so, so many examples of shit that people have said on the right sure. uh, about Native Americans, uh, even in, just in relation to her. Instead of dealing with that stuff, she's like, let me show you my blood, you know? It's like, okay, what's, like, yeah. so if you can have a claim to this thing that you are not really experiencing, uh, I mean, as far as any of us can tell, any, like, day-to-day -day life uh kind of oppression mm -hmm. because of this somehow you like showing us this like dna test is like like what does that mean you know it's sort of like when uh that i don't know if you guys remember that time when john mccain was running against obama and some ladies stood up and like accused obama of being um <laughs> muslim mm -hmm. and yeah. then he and instead of being like that would be okay like that would be fine like yeah, there's nothing wrong exactly. with that exactly he was like no 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 uh, he's good he's not you know like that was he's like, like he's good family man he's not yeah, an arab you know yeah, 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 and it was yeah. like and it's that same type no, of man. thinking yeah. and yet like i that moment you know i'm i'm of i'm of two minds about that moment because i was like remember when mccain was just yeah. such a stand-up guy and like put down that like conspiracy theorist but of course he set he completely pitted good man against yeah. muslim in right. that yeah, yeah. context but I think you're right Natasha that it's like every single person and this is my question about 2020 is like every single person is trying to outsmart out offend and 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 really you can't out dumb Donald Trump and no. like and but you can't outsmart him like you, you can't get up there and I really believe that Hillary Clinton did a shit job in every single debate I, I, I thought she fucking lost every debate I'm sorry like you can't tell people to go to your website and and I do but I do <laughs> think that actually it, it's gonna take the person who can put him in his place much in the same way that like continuing a comedy analogy you put like a heckler in their place right. or a shitty mm. comic who's like just offended everyone on the lineup or the host who's like yeah. you know uh, uh, been racist and sexist to little, literally everyone on the lineup, like, you got to put them in their place. And someone's going to have to. It's not going to... Whoever runs in 2020... So I admire the impetus. But Shane, you're right. Like, it, wh who was it for? Yeah. Like, she didn't get up there with someone from the, like, the Lakota Nation and or, like, or the Cherokee yeah. Nation, where she says she's from. But, like, the Lakota Nation and was like, hey, the Dakota XL pipeline is going forward. You know, right. there are Native issues uh, uh, and, and sovereignty issues that are, are affecting us right now. Or, and like, Native Americans losing their voting rights in North Dakota, mm -hmm. you know. However, I will say that on that front, you know, she is sponsoring this bill, this, like, Native American Voting Rights Act that is a new bill, I believe, because in North Dakota, they have like a voter ID problem where essentially 
because I believe a lot of uh, Native Americans put like just a PO box for mm -hmm. their um, for for like their address. That's being denied as in terms of a form of because they don't have like a street address or whatever on their ID. Exactly, so. and so like that's being declared invalid, and so yep. she is getting behind that legislation. But it's like, then do that. Like yeah, yeah. that's your that's your PR stunt. Yep. Your PR stunt isn't shouldn't make it about you, because you yep. don't really have that much yep. Native American ancestry. Yeah. Plus the whole th idea of like coming out and being like, see, oh, I showed Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. It's <laughs> like, oh, great. Yeah. That's like most people already believe that and people who support him don't care what she says. Right. So, but like you said, who was that for? Like what was the, like I think did the she even like have, like what did she think was going to happen? That's what's. The worst part about all this is the biggest reveal of the whole story is that when she was at Harvard, said and identified as Native American mm. on like her admission form or on her mm. like he, she checked that box at some point and Harvard has actually lifted her up as like an as a native grad wow. um, which is insane and that I think is the one thing that's worked against her so it's like really like you don't people are gonna dig into that and specifically the left which I think you're hoping to energize yeah. is going to know that and that's not going to for those people who like prioritize identity as a yep. you know kind of a, a part of your campaign like they're definitely not going to get on board with you claiming 164th or whatever it was yep. the other thing that's fucked up about this is that dna testing generally is like there this is the dawn of a new sort of purity test where uh like you know i did a story for national geographic channel there is I believe he's at Riverside, UC Riverside, there's a professor who's studying essentially how white supremacists are using DNA tests to prove their purity or not. And if they have any percentage of like, um, any Jewish percentage or any um, non-white, like European percentage, mm -hmm. not white, but European percentage, they, they like explain it away in these chat rooms that are like, Oh yeah, that's because ancestry.com is run by the Jews, you know. Like, <laughs> and swear to God, and so this is. So why do they even take the test if they don't? If they know they're not gonna like. Trust I mean, the results. you know, who knows? Because they, because uh, they feel like these people are dumb. They, I think. <laughs> I think you might be right. Yeah. But this is the whole thing is like the one drop rule, whether it's been applied to like African-Americans or like in terms of uh, Native Americans case, uh, there was something that used to be called like the, uh, sorry, I had it right here. It was called the blood quantum regulation, which essentially if you could, pr blood quantum, which is mm -hmm. a Netflix series. But anyway, this idea of like the one drop rule or like blood quantum and, and for blood quantum for Native Americans, it's been like used to give them it was used to give them a piece of land in order to kind of chip away at the sovereignty of reservations or sorry, of, of nations. It was mm -hmm. to chip away at the sovereignty of nations. Like here's a, a private piece of land and then you kind of give up your sovereignty rights to this greater piece of land. Mm -hmm. But then it was used by white people who claimed to have, as El Elizabeth Warren did, like a very small mm -hmm. fraction of native ancestry to be like, ooh, ooh, I get my land too. Um, there's just it's just there's so many problems I think with boiling down uh, racial identity to DNA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and as someone who's Chinese and Italian, just it's a it's just a constant battle in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> my nose is essentially a fight between an Italian and a and a Chinese person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I got this. It's like stick out, no flat, no out. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying what is Chinese, DNA is crazy. Do I want to ask what Chinese noses are? They're flat. Oh. Do yeah. you want to ask? You know what Italian noses are? They're yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. Yeah. yeah. Big, flat. I'm a Western chauvinist. Just like so the earth. Very you know? aware. <laughs> 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 this is exactly, first of all, this is totally like, yeah, Chinese noses are flat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got too many <laughs> quantums of uh, <laughs> blood. <laughs> Can you uh -huh. just give us a short little plug for your book? What it, What is it about? How did you research for it? Um, why should we read your book? Is this the part of the podcast where I'm supposed to funny up my prison book? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's Natasha's uh -huh. job. Natasha okay. can do sound effects okay. while you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have a book uh, called American Prison. It just came out. Um, it's uh, partially about 
time that I worked undercover in a for-profit corporate-run prison in Louisiana uh, for four months. Um, and it also is about the history of for-profit prisons in America. Oh, I thought you were going to do a sound effect. Cha-ching! <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically from the American Revolution to the present and kind of tracing how the role of profit in the um, prison system and how prisons uh, kind of uh, evolved out of slavery and, and stuff like that. Right, which is why from the American Revolution. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, like, whoa, that's before, a civil war. Bef- yeah. yeah. Well, why from the American Revolution? Well, then? Uh, I mean, the first penitentiaries were created just shortly after the revolution, um, at the first in the world, really. Um, and they were kind of a, the idea was they were reform, you know, where we're not going to hang somebody for like stealing silver forks or whatever. Oh, it's benevolent. Instead, yeah, put mm. them in prison. But uh, the very first, prison was intended to be for profit. So the early prisons were basically factories, you know, where people were made to labor from uh, morning to night, usually for private contractors. Um, and like in the South, uh, some of the, the, like in Texas, the largest factory was a prison. You know, a lot of the um, states in the South opened prisons uh, as a way to industrialize and bring kind of, um, you know, manufacturing power of textiles to the south and take away the kind of northern monopoly wow by using prison labor yeah what's wrong with the south like <laughs> I, you know i like louisiana <laughs> i like new orleans especially yeah but like why <laughs> you yeah. know um and yeah so they're they always trying to like, like get one over on the north but like through really fucked up means they're still mad yeah. about the civil war yeah yeah, but this is pre-Civil War. It was but like, even oh, now, we have an even like, more exploitative way of doing it. I was this. living in in this town in Louisiana for four months. I was working in the prison, and like the local paper you would worked, have like sorry, a... You worked as a prison, prison guard. Prison guard, yeah. I, I thought you had done something to get arrested. No, 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 no. I just applied for a job. It's a $9 an hour job as a prison guard. Which is already a problem in yeah. terms of just like paying a prison yeah, yeah. guard $9 an yeah. hour. Did you carry a gun? No. Hmm. I just had like a radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like an ET. Yeah. And actually, they didn't even have uh, radios. Like, uh, they just kind of introduced those right before I got there. Uh-huh. So, you know, the guards are basically like mall cops. They make nine bucks an hour. You know, they tell us, like, not to break up fights and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the... So what happens when... A, oh, I guess no, read, read the book. Or <laughs> I was going to say, well, what happens when a fight ha- breaks out? Like, oh, they actually, in training... Um, told us uh this this guy on uh, my second day of training was like you know what do you do if you, if you see two inmates fighting and you know one cadet's like break it up another one's like call somebody and he was like uh your job is to shout at them stop fighting and that's it <laughs> he's like he's like we're so a mall cop <laughs> yeah so exactly back to the mall cop. Like, he's hey, like stop stealing yeah exactly I, I, what are you gonna do about yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah well mall cop will call your parents at least i mean totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, he was like, we're not going to pay you that much. Uh, you know, your next next raise you get is not going to be much more, th- much more than, like, what you're earning now. Um, and we just want to go home at the end of the day. And yeah. he, he said, uh, if those fools want to cut each other up, then happy cutting. Ooh. You know, and that's, that's, like, what happened. I saw people stab each other, and, you know, we don't have, like, means to do anything. Yeah. What about medical um, attention? Medical attention was really bad i met a guy who lost his legs to gangrene uh who was like uh begging for months to go to the hospital and they wouldn't send him out uh and by the contract the company if they send someone out they have to pay you know to for the hospital bill so they're just like you know they don't want to um i met saw a guy who was like kept collapsing from like heart pain and they wouldn't take him out yeah it was pretty brutal and his heart pain. So was he denied medication or was he? I mean, he would go to the infirmary to in the prison uh-huh. um, and they would uh, like give him some Motrin and just send him back to his, uh, you know, to his dorm. It's a great Motrin ad. <laughs> hey, you, you an inmate in a private prison making the Koch brothers rich? <laughs> Take some Motrin. Motrin PM. Make it two. Woohoo. <laughs> two uh, years? No. And a lot of the <laughs> doctors are like p- people who, uh, you know, had been like disciplined in other places because they were like selling drugs or whatever uh, and, you know, can't get a job anywhere. So they end up working for cheap 
you know, it's in this prison. Yeah, I know a lot. I mean, Louisiana is kind of like there are three areas of kind of work, which is oil, hmm. prisons, and I forgot the third. I think it's just more oil. <laughs> so we have a game here on the Bituation Room. I'm trying to add some. I thought I know. I keep on waiting for it to end. Okay. I love that. Thank you, Natasha. I'm going to replay these. Bum, 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 bum. You already Prisons, private prisons. Bum, bum, bum. Sex elect overthrow. Three people who've been in the news. They're on the silver screen. They are running for election. I love Rihanna's movie. <laughs> love Beto O'Rourke's movie. Okay, <laughs> when he and Bradley Cooper, when Bradley Cooper stares into Beto O'Rourke's <laughs> eyes. So these are our three contestants for the game Sext Elect Overthrow. Lady Gaga, Rihanna, who recently denied uh, the NFL the courtesy of doing their halftime show for the Super Bowl because she wanted to stand in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. So huh. good, good job, Riri. Um, or Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. It's a very difficult name. I, I gotta say it with a Gavin McInnes accent. Oh. Hey, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Beto. Beto. Beto O'Rourke. Hey, wee Beto. A wee little Beto. Yeah, it's a, a bit of Beto. Oh. All right, a Beethoven. A Roll over, Beethoven. Roll over All right. VHS. Hey. <laughs> All right. Sext, elect, overthrow. Who would you sext? Who would you elect? Who would you overthrow? Natasha. So who's Beto O'Rourke? He's good, right? We like him. <laughs> <laughs> Beto O'Rourke is like the little Clark Kent of Texas <laughs> running okay. against um, like uh, the the penguin in. Oh, wow. Right. So it's like, but so I'm, <laughs> Wait, mi- I'm mixing my marvels. But really, I think, no, I think he, uh, that's all D.C. <laughs> the penguin who has a dark history it's of uh, liking a uh, porn tweet. Do you remember that? Did he that actually? Cruz, you don't remember that? Oh, God. That was oh, like a, a momentary uh, Twitter scandal when uh, somebody discovered that he had liked some like uh, video that was on Twitter of a woman like watching her husband like fuck somebody or something like that. No. <laughs> yeah. <He laughs> Which was great because, because he had gone he had gone in this whole thing against uh, masturbation at, before that. Sure. <laughs> And he also he gets cuck? called a cuck all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's actually, that's what he's into. That's like the that's porn la- he's into. That's lady cuck. That is lady Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but he, he threw an intern under the bus. Cuck. He was like, it was an honest mistake from one of my <laughs> social media staff. That makes sense. I don't think, yeah. I mean, he's not tr- Chuck Grassley. You know, Chuck Grassley is like, you know, Chuck like DM'd Brett Kavanaugh. I was like, I'm sorry, Brett. We got to delay your, your confirmation <laughs> for another week. And Aww. it's like, we can all read this. You old ass prune <laughs> fascist. <laughs> so crazy. Anyway, sex elect overthrow. Natasha, who and why? I guess we gotta elect the uh, the bo, right? <laughs> we gotta elect him. We want him to get elected, the, right? The bor, yeah. the bor, the bor, aoc bor. We like the Borg. Uh, so elect him, right? Okay. And then uh, let's overthrow. Um, Who's the I other one? I like Lady Gaga though. Do I don't want to overthrow her, but I want to support. Do you um, like her music or do you like her like aura? You know, she's just so unusual. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's so wacky. You like know? that meat suit you had. She had you had me at meat, <laughs> meat suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had me at Jello remnants. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Because you either. make because uh, you make well, horses can be Jello and meat. It was horse meat, I believe. Oh. Anyway, she did not wrap herself in horse meat. Was that worse? It's so much worse. Why is that worse? If it was just like a like a fillet, a horse or doesn't like some know. Steak. Cows know. They spend their whole lives. They know. Yeah, they. Tw- if cows had thumbs, they would twiddle the shit out of them. Like, oh my god, today is a day. Horses are like, my life is great, running free, running. Yeah, yeah. Oops, IKEA meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I guess so. so, so oh, and I guess sex. Sex text? <laughs> sex mex. You sex mex. Yeah. Sex mex Lady Gaga? We gotta, no, we got a sex... Um, Who are you going to overthrow? Lady Gaga or Rihanna? overthrow Lady Gaga. I like her, but I can't not... I can't overthrow Rihanna. Why not? Because I like her stance now. Mm. But she's got the umbrella. 
She got that umbrella. <laughs> if you tried to overthrow we can't her, overthrow she'd just that. Then she'll be catching the rain. <laughs> right, an upside down umbrella. So you're gonna you're gonna sex. I'm what are you gonna Rihanna? What I'm are like, you gonna sex Rihanna? I'm like, I heard that you're making. What hasn't she heard <laughs> at this point? <laughs> I s- I'm gonna make a joke about her song "Umbrella," which <laughs> no one's ever made to her before. <laughs> but like in a sex, how are you gonna make that hot? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna open you up like an umbrella, <laughs> <laughs> but I just. Pressing down and sliding <laughs> forward. <laughs> Watch out. I think some of your framework I seems to be broken. I want to press down and slide forward on you, girl. <laughs> I found you in a cafe. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. You had been left behind. Your man don't care about you. <laughs> You're a little broken, but I can still use you. But I don't know what I don't know why to overthrow Lady Gaga. I guess overthrow on trying to do a remake of a remake of a remake <laughs> just to get an Oscar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is Speaking of taking bait, she's taking that Oscar bait. Just gobbling it up. She that really statue's is. gonna not be good in your belly, Lady Gaga. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't wear it. Shane, who would you sex? Who would you elect? Who would you overthrow? It's tough because I don't want to overthrow any of them, really. Mm. That's um, where I was at. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the um, problem. I know. I so got. I pick, pick some nice people this time. Yeah, did. you didn't put a just an evil character in. I mean, Lady Gaga. You know, I'm not a close follower of Lady Gaga, but you know, I did see. I remember during the Kavanaugh stuff, uh, she was um, kind of speaking out about her own sexual assault and kind of you know really. Uh, going pretty hard on Kavanaugh and that was brave and uh, important. Um, that was an Oscar appearance that she did. She sang some, some song about, and like had a bunch of survivors come out on stage yeah. with her. Yeah. Pretty yeah, dope. Yeah, that's, that's good. So I don't know. What do I do with her? I think sexing her because that would be inappropriate. Uh, so maybe that's not what I'll do. Um, I don't think I'm ready to elect Lady Gaga either you know i don't know about a lady gaga presidency Mm. so i guess i'll overthrow her it's unfortunate but make room for rihanna i don't know i'm trying to imagine rihanna in the international scene and like she has that like billionaire saudi boyfriend you know i don't know she's got a saudi boyfriend yeah a billionaire so you know i'm trying to imagine her in that seat like how is she going to be negotiating with uh mbs she's just going to be like you know, Can bitch I just better say have my th- money. Or <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> uh, if she said bitch better have my money, that'd be far better than anything Trump has ever done <laughs> <laughs> with the Saudi regime. Like Mike Pompeo should have gone over there and be like, ha ha, bitch better have my money. Like, <laughs> I would, I would pay maybe like 10 cents to see Pompeo dressed in some vinyl and just have to sing bitch better have my money. Yeah. <laughs> like in my, um, in my re-education camp, we don't murder. We just make all of the war criminals dress up like pop stars and sing um, <laughs> Rihanna covers. But I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna have her elect her. I think I would sex Rihanna probably, because you know the thing she's waiting what for is for some journalist to sex her. That's exactly what you know she's missing in life. Uh, you know, I would try to keep it low key. I'd just be like, hey, props for the, uh, you know. Um, Principled stance mm-hmm. on uh, the NFL. question mark? Yeah. Like, emoji. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I really support... That's like the comments that I get. Like, <laughs> I really support all that you're doing and like you speaking out and it's great. Um, marry you me. <laughs> like, <laughs> are those your sex? <laughs> yeah, those are... All my comments are pretty much that. <laughs> and like, are you single? Or like, what are you? Latina? I'm like, I love it when a hot Latina, you know, <laughs> like believes in socialist values, you know, because we really have to like yeah, protect yeah. the unprotected and like you know <laughs> save DACA and uh, you know save, save <laughs> like, DACA. But like anyway, uh, yeah, I fuck guess Instagram. you know uh, elect Beto because you know fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck Ted Cruz. Oh, here's what I'm I'm gonna say. I gotta sex Beto because he's cute. Yeah, what does he look like? Like a he, he looks he looks like um imagine like a Clark Kent doll. Uh-huh. And they're just like pushing the nose a little bit. And so okay. he's kind of like, <laughs> you know, and like, so like, like a, the eyes like bulge a, a little bit. <laughs> no, the opposite because he's got big eyes. If you push in the nose, it's like a little uh-huh. plastic cart can. He's like, hey, you know, and he's kind of like, he's he looks very Mr. Rogersy because he's sort of wafy and thin, uh-huh. but a really sweet face. 
I mean, I would say, you know, send nudes probably. Because, <laughs> okay. like, I think it's, you know, he's, he's definitely over six feet. And that's mm-hmm. interesting. And, you know, I want to see what he's back in. Okay. <laughs> Rihanna is going to be uh, elected. I Queen Riri, I'm super happy about it. Uh, I think she will not be very effective, but she's going to surround herself um, with just some, like, hardcore DNC you know, stalwarts. Mm-hmm. So if she can just get <laughs> Debbie Wasserman Schultz on her team, um, you bring her back from the dead. I'm just kidding, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> She'd never win that way. Uh, oh, uh, no, but elect Rihanna to something. I think she should start off with, like, you know, city council. Okay. Like, what if okay. you lived in, like, the Rihanna district? Right. Yeah, you don't have to go right to president. That's exactly. fair. Exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Who, who's your district representative? <laughs> Mine's Rihanna. <laughs> Lady Gaga's got to go. Never liked her. Aww. I think it's great that she's spoken out about, you know, sexual assault. Yay, keep doing that. But, like, you know, this whole, like, walk with me, sing with me, country star with a heart of, what's it called? One voice. Walk, walk time. Walk hat. I think I feel like it's, like it's called, like, you know, Once, gu- oh, star? guitar heart. Star is born heart. Guitar yeah. twang. Twang love, like it's just kind of twang love. Her and Bradley Cooper, where she's supposed to be ugly and untalented, and then all of a sudden she's like, ah, 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 and he's like, you're so beautiful, even though your face is battered. And it's like, she, it's not. She looks great. She's actually had a lot of work done to look this good. She could just start a meat suit clothing line if she's overthrown. Absolutely. There's so much. There's so much more that that she can do. You guys, thank you so much for hey, thanks so much for being on the podcast. This wow. was really fun. We yeah, did it. Thanks. We totally so did it. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, share, uh, do all the things. Comment, tweet me at Franny Fio. Tweet Shane at Shane underscore Bauer. Shane underscore Bauer and at Natasha Muse. At Natasha Muse. Uh-huh. M- Natasha, you have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah. But, well, there's our show that we run together at the Verity Club. That's always coming up. Always coming Always up. Always coming up because it happens <laughs> every month. You know what I mean? It's every month, know. November 1st. Yeah, and then every Saturday at... Um, oh, at Murphy's Pub for Nightlife on Mars. I also run a different monthly show, a movie riffing show at the Alamo Draft House. there. Uh, that's on a l- third or fourth Monday uh, once in a while. Also, if you want to know what I thought was important for you to know about me two years ago, you should check out my website, <laughs> natashamuse.com, for all the oh, things yeah. happening 2016. Hell yeah. <laughs> and buy Shane's book, American Prisons, right? American Prison. Prison, just yes, one. One. How many yeah. are there, though? Many. Yeah. All right. Buy Shane's book, read it, tweet us. Uh, love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.